I want to speak on a faith testimony. That's the title of the message, Faith's Testimony. Father God, we thank you for your word today. Speak to our hearts so we can live the life that you want us to live in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, how many of you as a believer, you really want to grow? You really want God to be so close, you can feel him. You want God to to be able to speak to you and to be so near that he protects you everywhere you go. You can feel his presence and have that confidence in you that God is with you. It's not something that you can make on your own. You can make it happen. But when you desire that, God can be that. But there is a secret to walking with God. I've said it over and over again. The Bible is full of principles to live by. If you read the scriptures, some people call it revelation. The revelation is being able to identify from the scriptures principles to live by. And these principles will guide your life. Will protect you. Prosper you. Make you successful. Guide you so that you have no fear of anything. And it will translate from you over to your children and your children's children. There is a God. There is a God. Knowing God is getting to know how he operates. How God is. What moves him. If you don't know those things, all you'll be doing is just religion. He's just walking as a religious person, and God is not really at work. It's not evident that God is at work in your life. You're just a Christian going to heaven, but you don't really experience God here on the earth. You don't, you're not growing. Once you are born, you're supposed to grow. You're supposed to get into maturity. Sometimes I meet Christians that have been Christians for 30 years. And you start talking to them. They're babies. They're still walking around with diapers. It's true. They're walking around with diapers. Needing to be fed. Running from pillar to post. Looking for somebody to do something for them. If you don't want to grow, God will allow you to stay a baby. But if you really want to grow, you can grow in just one year and your life can be totally transformed where you know God is with me. I have nothing to be afraid of in this world. He'll take care of me. He'll take care of my family. He'll take care of my finances. He'll take care of, take care of my health. He'll take care of me, my family. God is... If God is not, you're wasting your time sitting here this morning listening to an African. God is. I'm I'm so sure of it. That he is. But I need to know how he operates. What moves him. That's what I need to know. Coming to church means I need I'm coming so I can find out. From what's happening in the service, what moves God so that I can get into it, so that God can move in my life. Amen. Now let me tell you what. The greatest way, in my own opinion, 
I never dreamt one day long ago I would be standing before you speaking. Never. He was in the air. What would I say? No, nothing. But there was one thing that was so close to my heart. Faith's testimony. Faith's testimony. You see, faith's testimony is the testimony of faith. His testimony, what we call confession, is not the confession that you know of. Whenever people talk about confession, they're thinking confession of sin. There is much more to confession than the confession of sin. It's very little. Even your salvation, the salvation of a man, if you read in Romans 10, doesn't say anything about the confession of sin. He talks more about the confession of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's where your salvation is. That's where your freedom lies. That's where your healing is. That's where your prosperity and success in God is. Faith's testimony. You're testifying about things that you truly believe in your heart. Things that can't be seen with the eyes. Things that haven't entered into the ears of men. Things that they've not heard. They can't touch those things. But you've gleaned them from the scriptures and you truly believe in them. And you testify of them as if they are real. That's faith's testimony. That's what's going to prosper your life. That's what's going to give you confidence and strength. And to live a life without fear on the earth. That's what's going to make you a giant for God. A silent Christian with regards to faith is a powerless Christian. Many Christians wonder why they keep going from pillar to post and having all kinds of troubles. They, in their mind, they don't know if God is really with them. They are so conscious of sin in their lives and they're wondering, am I going to go to heaven? I don't know. I got to go to church or whatever. Pray a little. The reason is because you have no faith testimony. You're not speaking about the things that you truly believe much. God did not design Christianity to be private. A private Christian would die with regards to faith privately. There is nothing like that. A silent Christian, a Christian who will not speak what they truly believe in their heart will never shine. As a star. And I'm coming to that. On the earth. Because you have put your light under a basket. You never shine. Speechless Christians are fruitless Christians. If you refuse to speak. Of the things that you truly believe. You never grow. You never grow. That's the secret. Once you begin to speak of the things that you truly believe, things will begin to happen in your life. You see, I'm going to let you know this. Jesus made this statement very clear. He said, are two sparrows not sold for a penny? Two sparrows for a copper coin? He said, even so, 
not one of them will fall to the ground without the will of your father. That's your heavenly father. Sparrows. But then he tells us, and I need to leave, you can see that, Matthew chapter 10. But the very hairs of your head are numbered. <coughs> Excuse me, you are that special. Then he says, do not fear, therefore. Because you're so special, do not fear. Now he's leading to something. Do not fear, therefore, you are of more value than many sparrows. Therefore, that's where he's going to, therefore, whoever confesses me before men, him I will also confess before my Father in heaven. But whoever denies me before men, him I will also deny before my Father in heaven. Well, you know what Jesus is saying? If you confess me and you speak about me around men, they'll hate you. But they can't do anything to you. The number of your hairs numbered. He knows about you. However, if you are ashamed of him, and Mark tells us this, if you are ashamed of me and my world before this adulterous world, I will be ashamed of you before my father. Well, if Jesus is ashamed of you before his father, you have no connection in heaven. Heaven doesn't know you. Who are you? Jesus is ashamed to mention your name in heaven. The angels don't know who you are. But he said, if you confess me, that's talk about people concerning me on the earth, then in heaven I will let my father and the angels will hear it. There is that fellow over there. That's John. Sometimes we read scriptures and we want to do our own thing. Well, that doesn't matter. Who told you that? If he came from the mouth of Jesus, you need to do it. There's principle there. Him confessing you before his father. That's the principle there. You refusing to do it, that's denial. That's the way he raised us in heaven. He will be ashamed of you. Jesus said, everyone who's going to come after me, let him do what? Take up his cross. It's not just our fun. You're doing what you want to do. And thinking, well, it doesn't matter. Who told you that? He died for it. You didn't die. I hear that a lot. It's like, you know, it doesn't matter. Well, if it doesn't matter, God will let you stay where you are. Having no revelation, no understanding, and Satan will grind your nose in the sand. Because you don't want to listen. Jesus puts it this way. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. What the Spirit is saying. You have to confess Him. Christianity is called many things. Okay? You know Christianity is called the way? How many heard that? It's the way. Christianity. Did you know one other thing that the, the Bible calls Christianity? Our confession. Did you know that? 
That's what the Bible says. Christianity is called the great confession. Saying the same things as scripture says. And confessing Christ is called the great confession. Or our confession. Let me share this scripture with you. Hebrews 3 verse 1. Therefore, holy brethren, every one of you here, God calls holy. Amen? You may not feel holy, but God says you are. It doesn't matter how you feel. Oh, I did something bad yesterday. But God says you are holy, right? If God says that piano or keyboard is holy, you better not mess with it. It's holy. Whatever God calls holy is holy. So you are holy, brethren. Brothers and sisters, partakers of the heavenly calling. Do you have a calling on your life? There is a calling. Partakers of the heavenly calling, consider the apostle and high priest of what? Our confession. That's our, Christ, that's our profession, our Christianity, right? That's who we are. Is we are the people of the confession. That's who we are. Consider the high priest. This is Jesus Christ who ministers over our confession. Confessing Christ in our lives. In Hebrews chapter 4 verse 14, the Bible tells us there, Seeing then that we have a great high priest who is gone through the heavens, Jesus Christ, the Lord, he says, hold fast to your confession. That's what he's asking. You have a high priest. Jesus is called the great high priest, but he's high priest over our confession. What you are saying with your mouth. Confessing Christ as Lord and Savior of your life before everyone. That's so important. It's your confession that will bring you victory. The reason why you're weak is because of the words that's coming out of your mouth. You are not saying the same things that the scripture says. In fact, you are saying opposite things from what scripture says. The Bible says you're healed, but you're constantly talking about your sickness and what you have. And if you have it, why would God have it from you? Well, take them from you. That's yours. We are the people of the confession. Our confession. What you speak from your mouth. It's way much more than just confession of sin. Amen. I pray that God will give you revelation this morning. It's so important. You see, we, Christianity is a violent religion. Amen. <laughs> yes. Because the Bible tells us Matthew 11 verse 12. It says that... From the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of God suffers violence, and the violent ones take it by force. But our violence is not in bombs or in sword or in grenades and all of that stuff. Our violence is in our confession. Our confession. It's in our confession. It's only through our confession that you can 
wrestle with God or Satan and win. Please don't throw stones at me when I say you win, when you wrestle with God. Uh, Jacob wrestled with God, right? He wrestled with God. He needed something from God. He wrestled all night with God. And God said, let me go. He said, no, I don't, I'm not going to let you go. We're going to go through this fight. Even though you've tossed my tie and I can't move very much, I'll continue the fight. And God changed his name. Amen. May God change your name today in Jesus' name. You got to wrestle with God. How do you do it? By the words of your mouth, through your confession. Isaiah 41, verse 21. His, God says, bring forth your strong reasons. Make your case. God said, give me, make your case. Come to me, make your case. Bring forth those strong reasons. That's what he says. You wrestle with him. I want to share a scripture with you. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 21 and 20, uh, uh, through 23. It says, Having a high priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart, in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience, and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast to the confession of our hope, Without wavering. For he who promised is faithful. How do you come? You come to God with your confession. You already have full assurance of faith. That's not enough. You need your confession. He says you come with full assurance of faith. Yes, I believe God can do it. Yes, I trust God. Yes, I know God's going to heal me. You're thinking of it, but when you go to God and when you go to your friends, it has to come out of your mouth. Hold fast to the confession of your hope without wavering. No matter what the doctor said, no matter what your finances say, you are holding fast to the confession of faith because God who promised is faithful. Faith's testimony. You testify of things that no one can see. Amen? It's a testimony of faith. That's how to grow. That's how to grow in Christ. That's how to have God come into your life in a big way. Where nothing bothers you where you know god has my back god's going to take care of me yes i may be going through a tough time now but i know the god that i serve and you speak it amen many times when satan bothers me with all kinds of issues and i, I like to drive around town because i can sit in my car and yell to myself and I speak to the devil and speaking to God. Thank you, God. And I yell at the devil because the people say he's, he's hard of hearing. Uh, so I let him know what I believe is going to happen. Amen. He's letting me know what he thinks is going to happen based on my circumstance. Uh, and I'm telling him what I know is going to happen based on what the word says. I speak the same things. I speak what the word says. I don't have to follow what is happening around me, what I can see with my eyes. I make my confession because my great high priest is walking over using my confession. You see, God will never do anything until you give him something to work with. Amen? You want him to multiply bread? He says, oh, what, 
How many loaves do you have? Give me those bread and I'll take it up, multiply and give it right back to you. But you got to give him something. And your confession is the best thing to give to him. Amen. Just like the, the centurion said, you don't have to come. Just speak the word. Speak the word. He made his confession. You speak the word and my servant is going to be healed. And Jesus said, go. Go. He got what he wanted. Faith's testimony. So important. Satan doesn't like it. He knows he's, he's, he's gone when you stick to your testimony. Revelation 12 verse 11. Oh, we all know the scriptures. And they overcame him by the blood of the lamb. And by what? By what? The word of their testimony. Not God's testimony. Their testimony. Your testimony. That's what's going to put the devil away from you. That's what's going to put you over. And bring you victory. Don't speak about the things you're going through. Speak about what you've gleaned from the word of God. If it's revelation to you, speak about those things. You may have dissenting voices all around you, but don't listen to them. Would you listen to them over what God tells you? Stay with God. His word will put you over. Amen. No matter where you are, it's the same God. Take his word and you will be successful. Your salvation is tied to it. Your salvation, if, if you're here this morning and you don't know Christ as your Savior, He's so simple. I'm not telling you to confess your sins. We'll be here till next year for some of us. God didn't tell you to confess. You don't even remember them. You don't remember them. What God asks you to confess is his son. And guess who his son is? He's the word. Amen? His son is the word. Confess his son. Look, in Romans chapter 10, verse 9 and 10, that if you confess with his mouth, right? Your mouth. That's where the power is. Your mouth. If you confess, it's conditional. If you confess with your mouth, the Lord Jesus, he, he didn't say confess sin, right? Is that what he said? No. Confess with your mouth, the Lord Jesus. If you're not saved, all you need to do is go out and tell your mother, tell your daddy, tell your friends, tell your boss, Jesus is now my Lord. And God says, Amen. That's right. I am now your boss. And when he, when he becomes your boss, who's going to mess with you? Who's going to mess with you? He said, but, but, but we're not willing to do that. And that's why Jesus said, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Tell them. Tell them. Many times people come to the altar and they give their lives to Christ. Two years later, they are still coming and you see how flaky they are. Every time you go to them, they are always telling you about their troubles and their persecution. All their addiction, their praying, or whatever it is. You know why? They've forgotten their confession. Nobody told them that they, could, they should go out and tell their friends and their families without fear. I am now a Christian. They said, what were you before now? I don't know, but now I know I'm a Christian. They said, well, you lost your mind. That's right. I have a new mind. The old one is gone. I got a new one. 
you can't understand that until you get the, you have the same kind of mind that I have. Amen? That's what we should do. Your faith and your salvation, I mean, your salvation is tied to your faith. Your confession. That if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved, no doubt about it. No confession of sin, just confess with your mouth that God raised him from the dead, that you believe that, that Jesus is, just tell your friends, and that's it. You don't have to come here and pray, just go tell your friends. You'll be amazed at the joy that will start flooding your heart and the power that you will feel. When I was newly saved, I, I wanted to tell everybody. And because I, I read this scripture where it says, uh, if you confess me before men, I will confess you before my Father in heaven. And I took that literally. I believed that uh, I needed my name called in heaven every day. So I went around. I, I had to find a victim every day. I need to talk to somebody. Yes. My name needed to be mentioned in heaven. What great pleasure. As I'm witnessing to you, telling you repent or perish, and, and Jesus is my Lord, I believe in heaven, Jesus is saying, that's my boy. That's my boy. Look at him. Look at him. And all the angels, I said, which one of them? He said, that one there. That's my boy. And the angel says, uh, can we go help him out? Yes, you can go. I felt like I have so many angels around me. Amen? And if you mess with me, they slap you. No, I'm kidding. Faith's testimony is so important. That's where we are missing it. You need revelation, start speaking it. Many times I'm sharing with somebody, and as I'm speaking, things begin to come into my head that I never thought about. Has that happened to you before? Yeah, it does. That's how God works. You're quiet and you die that way. We need to share the gospel. We need to share the gospel. Your salvation, your healing is all tied to this. You know, if you are afraid to talk about Christ around your friends, you are still in bondage. No doubt about it. No son of God is afraid to speak of his father. Jesus wasn't. And the Bible says... If we are the sons of God, the Spirit of God will bear witness with our spirit that we are sons of God. And if you are a son of God, there is no way, or a daughter of God, you can't be ashamed to mention your father. And if there's, it says you have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption whereby we cry, Abba, Father. And the Spirit bears witness. So when you cannot speak of your father, you're still in bondage. You don't have his spirit. His spirit is not the spirit of bondage. So where did the fear come from? You sit there while people are saying things bad about God, about Christianity, and you're quiet. What better way to deny him? What better way? You sit there and say nothing. But if you stand up and you speak, don't notice They'll come against you. And then they'll begin to watch your life. Right? 
which most people are afraid of. You don't want them watching you. Satan told me that one time. He said, if you keep telling these students, they'll be watching you. And when they make mistake, when you make a mistake, then they'll know you are, you are a, a hypocrite. Oh, I'm not afraid to be a hypocrite. If they want to be one, they can come to church as well. Okay. No <laughs> but what I found, what I found is that they respected me even more. They respected me even more. I remember a kid from, uh, uh, um, I call him a kid, a man from mainland China working on his PhD. He came to me very, uh, he knew, they knew when I studied. I, come, I, I was Texas A&M at that time. They knew I studied very early in the morning. And I talked to my fellow students all the time. Sometimes we, we get in a yelling match. And sometimes they tell me, ah, I'm going to exist for you. But I refuse to quit. I let them know. I said, one day when you all die, you'll find out. So they were researchers, most of them PhD students. I said, one day when you all die, you will find out that I was your best friend. And one of them was shaking. He says, good luck. I just feel like I'm going to get you this. But when we're not talking about faith, guess what? I'm your best friend. They love me. It's an amazing thing. This Muslim friend tells me he's going to, if you're in Saudi Arabia, you'll be dead by now. But the next thing, you know him, Ikram. The next day, he's my best friend. He wants to, we're friends. He even allowed Angela and I to pray for his daughter. When the daughter was sick, he said, yes, you can have, pray for her. Yes. This Chinese fellow, he knew I'd be there maybe four or five o'clock in the morning. He came in early. He said, good luck. I know I had to talk to you. You are the only one I can trust. I need to tell you, I have a lot of problems. Please, Shh. talk to me. And later he was telling them, I'm really looking deeply. Tell, he was telling every one of them, I'm looking deeply into this Christianity thing. I'm looking into it. You don't have to be quiet. They didn't hurt me. They didn't see me as a hypocrite. Did I make mistakes around them? Yes. Whenever I made mistakes, I knew I'd made some mistake. And I'll tell them, you know, uh, I'm sorry about uh, being so angry the other time. They say, oh, good luck. It's no big deal. But I knew they were holding it against me. But when I apologize, they go back to where they, where they were. They can have nothing against me. Got to share the word of God. Let me share these scriptures with you, okay? Proverbs 11 verse 12, verse 2. The fruit of the righteous is a tree of life. And he who wins souls is what? wise 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 if you win souls you are wise if you don't win souls you are ah, nobody's gonna say you're a fool i'm not talking to you all the dudes out there <laughs> he who wins souls is wise <laughs> You can see the kingdom of God, so many foolish, foolish sons and daughters. They don't even think about winning souls. They are smart in their profession, but when it comes to spiritual things, God calls them a fool. A man can, when a man calls you a fool, you get mad, right? But what when God calls you a fool? What would you do? Uh-huh. Think about it. He who wins souls is wise. You never shine in this world. Neither will you shine in the world to come. 
your silence is what's going to bring your bring about your destruction and your failure as a christian and as a person in this life you are no good to yourself you are no good to the world you're no good to the kingdom of god because you're quiet you're silent you won't shine daniel chapter 12 verse 2 remember the world those who are wise they win souls right look at what it says 12 verse 3. Those who are wise shall shine like the brightness of the firmament. Right? Those who are wise. Who are the wise ones? Those that win souls. They will shine. This is God speaking. You want to grow? You want to shine? As a person of God on the earth? You want to be successful? You want to be great on the earth? You want to be influential? So that after you leave, your work is still here? If you want to shine forever, you are wise. It says, those who are wise shall shine like the brightness of the firmament. And those who turn many to righteousness like the stars forever and ever we're not talking about hollywood stars those ones are no stars at all they are up today tomorrow they are down he's a multi-millionaire today tomorrow he's in a restaurant cleaning floors that's happened to people when you are wise you win souls you become a star and if you really at it, God can turn just somebody who is a nobody and make him internationally known. You know of Billy Graham? He was nobody. He didn't come from a great, great family. He wasn't from the Kennedy family, right? He was just a little boy from South or North Carolina. He loved to preach the gospel. Amen. Today kings in his time kings want to be in his presence amen <laughs> they want to talk to this man god give us the same faith that billy graham had making our confession before men without fear you see satan is afraid of the word and i'm going to close with this satan is so afraid of the spreading of the word of god Today, people are joining political parties. They are joining, uh, uh, you know, interest groups, trying to change things in America. <laughs> you keep trying, but Christians, what we really need to do, if you want things to change, is to put the word out there. The word of God. That's what you need. He'll change things. The word of God will change things. Satan doesn't like it. If you read... In uh, Acts chapter 4, verse 17, uh, they, they were threatening the disciples. With, they said, don't, we don't want this thing to spread anymore. Don't speak in this name. We don't want these things to spread. But then if you read in Acts chapter 6, verse 7, please give me that scripture. He says, then the word of God spread. What spread? The word of God spread. And the number of the disciples what multiplied greatly in Jerusalem. And a great many of the priests, not small, a great number of the, of the priests. These were the people that were saying, crucify him. Right? But when the word spread, they also came in. 
the word of God spread and a great number of the kids or the priests also became believers. When a great number of those dissenting voices you have in the United States began, become believers, guess what? They will change the way they talk. They will change the society. What we need to do is pray. What we need to do is spread the word so that they become one of us. And then they will speak like us. Amen? The word of God will do that if we will put the word of God out. Amen? But let me read this final scripture. This is so powerful. In Acts chapter 19 verse 20. He said, so the word of the Lord grew. How will the... Are you planting the word of the Lord? How did it grow? People spreading it. People, Acts chapter 8, verse, four, verse 2. They went everywhere, preaching the gospel everywhere, spreading, spreading the word. And he says, the word of God grew and, more, and grew mightily, he says, and what? Prevailed. Prevailed. When you spread the word and the word is there, the word will always prevail. The word will prevail over addiction. Amen? The word will prevail over poverty. <laughs> the word will prevail over depression or anxiety. The word will prevail over whatever is negative. All we need to do is spread the word. Faith's testimony. Amen? Faith's testimony. When you go out there and you begin to talk about God and the word of God, God's found a friend. Somebody that he can prevail through. The word in you will bring the world to his knees. The word of God in you. Stand up with me this morning. You and I have to make a commitment today. <laughs> One of the things I miss the most as a preacher is most of the time I'm not around people who are unsaved, where I can get to know them. But that's where God has placed me. I don't complain. I've learned not to complain to the Lord. <laughs> I, I agree with what and I do what I can. But if you are around people, God's looking to you. You don't know that crazy boss that you have. God might use you to bring him to himself. And when he comes to God, you will be the closest thing, person in his life. He'll never forget you. He'll do whatever good he can do for the kingdom will begin with you. Because you brought him. Till the day he leaves this world, he'll never forget you. We don't, Satan won't let us think about these things. How many is going to make a commitment to God to spread the word? Let me see your hand up. You're going to spread the word. You're going to spread the word. You're going to spread the word. It's a double-edged sword. As you're speaking to them, it's also bringing you healing. As they are being healed, you are also being healed. You are also being promoted. But if you keep your mouth silent, refuse to speak, then God cannot move through you. I need you this morning. Take that back. The Lord needs you this morning to stand up for him. 
stop being afraid stop being afraid and stop being ashamed talk to your friends they need him they don't know it they don't know it they're dead but begin to give them life and God will be with you amen bow your heads with me I know there are some here you may not really know Christ as your Lord and Savior and you really want to know him you want to begin to live sometimes people are too concerned about others you came into this world by yourself you're going to leave this world on your own by just you alone make peace with God this morning by accepting Christ into your life like all, what I said before is you don't have to confess your sin just say yes I want him in my life that's it that's your confession and guess what he comes into your life if you have not made him or you made him a lord in your life before but you were not really serious but today you're saying I want God in my life I am serious I need God and I want to walk with him all heads bowed all eyes closed if you're there put up your hand quickly up and put it back down put your hand up right now put your hand up thank you Lord now for the rest of us if you are making a commitment to spread the word in whatever form God is leading you to let me see your hand up let me see your hand up and I'm gonna pray for you that God will give you real boldness that today you will start with a new life be conscious of it because I know once you live here you're sitting before somebody who is not a Christian the Spirit of God will remind you here is your opportunity son or daughter can you say something for me can you say something for me can you say something for me I just want more people in God's kingdom father you see our hands up before you today we celebrate the coming of your son into the world we celebrate his sacrifice for us we are grateful thank you God because you helped us to know you as Lord and Savior now you have put on us that responsibility to reach out to others help us oh god we are willing help us to be willing we will be obedient help us to be obedient tell us when to speak thank you father in jesus name and everybody said Amen. God bless you. We're dismissed.